Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today our guest is Miss Lana from our office. She is the financial aid coordinator for the College of Veterinary Medicine. Lana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. I think it's really important to have someone come on and chat about financial aid, especially because our students know how expensive veterinary medicine and any professional degree can be. So we're very glad to have you to go over a general information session on what is financial aid, what should students consider, what are some things that pre-vet students can be thinking about, and what your general job looks like. So why don't you go ahead and tell me, you know, how long have you been in this position, why did you get interested in it, and what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Well, we do lots, Um, (laughs) but I would say that I've been in this position for about seven and a half months, and I decided to take this position because out of all of my student affairs experience, I've never had financial aid experience, Mm. and I really wanted to see what that was all about. I I guess I was up for a challenge. Good, yeah. And and I'm sure financial aid is a challenge. Oh, yes. And I'm sure you hear and see a lot of things, and, you know, that's a huge pain point for some of our students, Uh for sure. I think about... There's a small chunk of our students that do graduate with no debt, but the majority of them need financial aid and loans and scholarships. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, I guess I want to know about, you know, first of all, let's talk about pre-vet students and the who is mainly listening to our podcast today, but I'm sure some vet students are also listening because we all want to know about how to get more money. But for our pre-vet students who are getting ready to come into this profession, I think the first thing they need to understand is how much does it cost to go to vet school? Mm -hmm. And first of all, having a financial aid coordinator is a huge plus because I'm sure not every vet school has your position. Mm -hmm. So it's great that our students can use you as a resource, but how much does it cost for Florida residents just to go to school? Well, so, you know, that varies every year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tuition can go up and it can go down. Yes. Um, but presently for fall and spring, which is a typical academic year for a first year student, yeah. um, it could be close to $50,000 a year. Just, and just under. And that's for tuition and cost of living. That's tuition. And definitely that's all is inclusive with cost of attendance. Right. Yes. So when you guys are choosing vet schools, so you're going to see how much tuition is. And I think for us, it's about twenty eight, twenty nine thousand. So for fall and spring, it's about twenty eight thousand, mm-hmm. uh, fourteen thousand per semester. OK. So for Florida residents, fourteen thousand per semester just to go to school. Right. But then we try to help you understand that you're not just going to school. You need to eat. You need to <laughs> live, you need to buy clothing, medical supplies, etc. So our website tries to outline that in a little bit of an Excel spreadsheet format. Um, but you have to think about the cost of living where you're choosing to go. So Gainesville is where we live. Our rent is going to be different than if you live in New York, if you live in California, if you live in Georgia. So think about that when you see the tuition rate, then consider cost of living. And how much does it cost for just tuition for out-of-state students? Well, it could be 22750 for some strange reason. I have that amount. So it's $22,750 per semester right. um, for an out-of-state student. So about like $45,000 right. per year. For fall and spring, yes. And 
the College of Veterinary Medicine doesn't determine how much tuition is, correct? Doesn't that come from the state of Florida? It does come from the state of Florida, but we do have a, a little hand in it. To let them know how much it costs. Exactly. Okay, perfect. So the reason I bring that up is I think a lot of times students might think that a lot of information or decisions come directly from the Colleges of Veterinary Medicine, and a lot of it has to do with the state that you live in. Absolutely. I know that in, let's say, for example, NC State has the option where if you go to school for a year, you have the option to become an in-state resident. And some other vet schools have that, but UF doesn't. And that's determined by the state of Florida. So keep those things in mind when you're thinking about where you're going to school. Okay, so we know how much it costs to go to school. Um, we know that that could change from year to year. And by the end, students can graduate. I think we say that our students come out with in-state students like $120,000 in debt, $150,000, that kind of range? About $150,000, maybe a little higher, just okay. depending on how much, uh, how many loans the they took out maybe an undergraduate level. Mm-hmm. But typically the average uh, debt load is about $150,000, $160,000. Okay. So we kind of know a little bit about tuition. And first, like we should probably establish what is financial aid? What does that mean? So financial aid is more than just student loans. Financial aid includes grants or or what you can say grants, you can say scholarships or what we call gift aid. It Mm. also includes work study. So for some of our undergraduate students who may qualify for work study, Uh uh, whereas the graduate level students don't, um, financial aid is is all inclusive with that. So student loans, grants, scholarships, and then also federal work study. Okay. So basically money. The money Money. that it takes to get to school. Um, Now, our students can use the FAFSA, which is Mm -hmm. F-A-F-S-A. What does that stand for? The Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Okay. And so whether a student is interested in having student loans or if they're interested in scholarships or grants, everybody should apply for FAFSA. And it's not just Florida residents. It's everyone. It's everyone. So even if a student, let's say they have family money and the family is going to pay for everything, they should still fill this out so they can be eligible for scholarships. For sure. Okay. So this is undergrad and graduate students and professional students. Everybody's going to fill out this FAFSA. Um, Okay. So then we talked about we have loans Mm -hmm. and we have scholarships and gifts. What is the difference? So the loans would be you're being you're going to be charged interest and you actually have to pay that money back. So okay. upon completion or if you stop going to school, if you take out loans, you do have to pay that money back mm-hmm. and you pay it back to the Department of Education or also known as the federal um, the federal government. Okay. And then scholarships are money that you get that you don't have to pay scholarships, back. Scholarships grants you don't have to pay. That's gift aid. Gift aid. Okay. So let's say that I am a UF student. I'm tr- hoping to go to UF and I'm going to be a Florida resident and I want to take out loans. How much can I take out? Well, technically you can take out up to the cost of attendance, which is what you said earlier about it's not just tuition, but mm-hmm. include books and other expenses, yeah. rent, food, transportation. Yeah. So technically you can always borrow up to the cost of attendance in loans. Okay. So if I decide that, okay, with my tuition is about twenty eight, twenty nine thousand, and I think I'm going to pay $600 a month in rent and I'm going to spend $400 a month on food because I'm a big food person, I'm a foodie, <laughs> um, potentially I'm spending 40000 dollars a year, I can take that much out. You can. Okay. Uh, assuming that you're a college of veterinary medicine right. student, right. yes, enrolled full time, yes. Okay. You can take up to the cost of attendance. So I fill out my FAFSA, I go on to how do where do I go to the bank? How do I get a loan? So good question. So you can go to um, studentaid.ed 
Dot gov mm-hmm. to actually apply for the FAFSA. Okay, so I don't really have to physically go into a bank. No, you do not have to go into a bank. The only reason why you would go into a bank is if you were seeking a private loan, mm. which UF, our financial aid office, we don't certify private loans. We only deal with federal loans primarily because the interest rate on federal loans is a lot um, more competitive as oh. opposed to a private loan. Okay. Also, the repayment terms for private loans tend to be um, a little bit more rigid uh-huh. as opposed to dealing with the federal government. So, Ms. Lana, I'm going to stop us midway through here and say that I think financial aid can get really complicated, right? So what is a way for students to feel more calm about this as they get ready to go into vet school? What are some things, what would you tell them to help them feel a little bit more in control of this situation? Without sounding too preachy, I think it's important (laughs) that you don't have your head in the sand Mm. and that you're not afraid to actually look at what you're borrowing, look at that debt, and actually know what you're doing when you... Um, request loans or receive loans. So going online, looking at resources, talking to someone who's a financial aid coordinator before, during, and after they go to vet school. Having a budget. Yes. Planning out your expenses, not just um, always looking for wants, uh, deciphering wants um, Mm, versus needs. needs. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're saying that it kind of sounds like what you're saying is little things can add up and maybe before vet school, choosing to save some money, if I can get a job or if I can choose, maybe my parents say, you know what, you're graduating from college, we'll send you on a trip to Europe. Maybe I could ask them, can I save that money for vet school? Absolutely. So during vet school, what are some things, some choices that they could make to help them take out less loans? Well, definitely having that budget. Mm -hmm. Having the budget and actually sticking to it um, will definitely help uh, with taking out less loans. Also, students can request loans at any point throughout the semester. So oh. they can actually request a smaller amount initially yeah. and then decide, hey, I need more along the semester as the semester goes. So maybe not just taking out the full cost yeah. of attendance, but actually deciding to borrow less. And then if you need more, requesting more. That's a good strategy. Does the opposite work? If I request all of it, can I give some back? Indeed, you can. And so you have two ways of doing that. You can actually reach out to your loan servicer, which is the, they're not a bill collector. The loan servicer is actually the person who's going to keep track of payments and just, Mm -hmm. they are the middleman between you and the Department of Education, who is the lender. Okay. So certainly if you took out the full cost of attendance and there's money that you didn't spend, absolutely return it. Okay. And you can do that directly through the loan servicer, or you can actually reach out to the financial aid coordinator and say, hey, would you, would the school return this money on my behalf, which is even better yeah. because it looks like it reduces your principal balance. It looks like you borrowed less when the school returns the money on your I behalf. I see. Okay. So there's some good strategy there. If you realize I took out too much, send it back. Oh, I took out too little, get some more. Um, I think a couple other ways that you guys can think about saving some money, if you can have roommates while in vet school, help save on some rent, uh, be thinking about how much you're eating out, Potentially, maybe only at once a week. Again, the budget is huge. I right. think that's one of our big takeaways today is have a budget. Okay, I think one of the most exciting uh, aspects students get excited about are scholarships. Mm-hmm. So what kinds of scholarships do we offer our DVM students? So um, scholarships, you can have outside scholarships, which typically you can seek elsewhere outside of the College of Veterinary Medicine. But as in terms of um, College of Veterinary Medicine students, we offer need-based scholarships, 
which is determined based on your financial need. And then we also offer merit-based scholarships, which is determined by how well you do in terms of uh, your GPA and how well you're doing uh, in your program. Um, Would we say that our advice to students would be that they can't rely solely on scholarships, though, to help their financial aid? Inside scholarships, I would say don't solely rely on that. Okay. Um, But they can... Now they can start researching um, outside scholarships. Yes, for sure. There are there are even I think some of the funniest scholarships that are outside scholarships are for students from certain counties. So some counties give scholarships to vet students just because you were born in a county, or if you have an affinity for birds. There's some avian scholarships out there. So I agree with Miss Lana. Start researching what scholarships you're going to apply to. should students start paying back their loans? What does it look like post-graduation, or can they start paying them back immediately? Well, I encourage. um, So here's the thing about being in vet school. Um, The moment that you become a vet student, you need to know that you are an independent student, and independent students automatically are um, eligible for what we call unsubsidized loans. And unsubsidized loans simply means that that loan accrues interest the moment that the funds are dispersed to you. It means that you're actually paying oh. to take out that loan. So one of the things I encourage is if you can, why not pay some of that interest while you're in school? I know now I know it's difficult yeah. for some students because they're thinking, hey, I just need to survive. Yeah. And I may not have extra money. But any little bit that you have that you can actually contribute towards that loan while in school, it's really going to help in the long run. Really? So um, otherwise, if you can't do that, typically if you have not taken any periods or times off while you're in vet school, you will have a six-month grace period for your unsubsidized or graduate plus loans, your federal direct loans. So um, unless you're going to do a residency or an internship, six months after you graduate, um, your loans become due. And so you will need you will be required to pay back unless you're doing a residency or, or an internship. Yeah. Um, so that's when your loans are due. Okay, so I want to see if I understand everything. So I the second I get into vet school, I start taking out loans and interest is applied to those loans. Absolutely. If I can pay back a little bit here and there throughout the year, that will help. For sure. After six months of graduation, I have to start paying my loans back. Correct. Do I get a bill? Does it get charged to my bank account? Good question. So no, what happens is the moment that you take out a loan, you have to do something called interest, entrance counseling. Uh-huh. And so basically entrance counseling is just letting you know that you are required to pay back that loan uh-huh. and that you're going to be issued what they call a loan servicer. The loan servicer, again, is not a bill collector. This is the middleman, uh, the person or the company that is required to keep track of payment and just keep track of your loan history. Mm-hmm. And so they will be the middle person, middle man between you and the federal government or the Department of Education. What are some resources we can talk to students about right now that they can start exploring? So if you're interested in um, finding out more about um, repayment and then just how to uh, project or manage your debt, you can. there are definitely two websites websites that I look at uh, very frequently and I encourage you to look at. The studentaid.ed.gov is also a very uh, good resource because it has a repayment estimator calculator mm. where you can actually figure out what monthly payments will look like or yes. what, what your debt will look like. Okay. And then also there's studentloans.gov, which will break down repayment 
um, plans, which is something that's going to be very important to you while you're in vet school and then even after vet school. You're going to want to figure out how in the world do I know which repayment plan that I should choose. Yes. So those websites are useful. Also, UF's financial aid website, Mm -hmm. sfa.ufl.edu, has a ton of resources and from calculators to just definitions of the different types of loans. It has a lot of information that may be useful to a pre-vet or vet student, current student. And our website has a few things on there as well, just to break down, like the Vet Med website to break down tuition and just know that number since it will change, it could change every year. Make sure you're checking that number, especially if you're in high school listening and you want to be up to date because the number we told you today probably won't be the number in six years when you come to vet school. The biggest thing I want you guys to take away, whether you're coming to Florida or you're applying to another vet school, the cost of tuition for your vet school should be one of the most, I think, important things you consider when you're choosing a vet school. All of the vet schools that are AVMA accredited are going to give you a great education and you're going to come out as a veterinarian at the end of the day. If there's a vet school that you are in love with, but it's going to cost you an extra $200,000 to go there versus a vet school that you like, but it's not your favorite, but it will save you $200,000. I highly encourage you to choose the more um, reasonable tuition option because that's going to make your life a lot better and reduce your stress by, I would say, probably (laughs) $200,000 worth by the end of the day. So look at that. And I like vetschoolbound.org. You can put your state of residency in there and you can find out how much the tuition will be. So consider that. And my out-of-state students who have no in-state vet school, um, be be choosy about the schools you pick. But if you're an in-state student that has an in-state school, that should be, I think, your number one choice if that's your lowest option. Um, so consider all of those things. Don't be afraid of financial aid. Ms. Lana, what's your biggest, what's your advice and what do you want to leave our students with today? What's something we haven't talked about that they need to hear from you? If you don't get anything else that I've said, I'd like to just give two points um, in terms of managing debt. Mm. Because a lot of students feel stressed out and they feel overwhelmed when they talk about um, student debt. Yes. And and we all know that education is an investment. Mm -hmm. But um, yes. What I'm about to say is it can be applied to any type of loan, whether that's a mortgage loan or a car loan. The best way to manage your debt even after graduation or while in school is, um, the first thing is when you can, send voluntary payments. So if you can send in an extra payment, that's going to actually cut down your debt substantially. Why? Even after graduation. Because what you do is the moment that you send in a payment, most of that money is going to interest automatically yeah. they take the interest off the top so anytime you send an extra payment you're not only attacking the interest but you're also attacking the principal balance the principal balance is the original amount of money that you yeah. that you borrow yeah so think about it if you only send in enough to just cover the interest you're not ever getting that principal down which means you're going to be paying forever forever so whenever you send in extra payments regardless if you student loan mortgage car payment you're actually reducing principal because you're sending in more than what they've actually calculated mm-hmm. um, um, to, to cancel the debt. Okay, perfect. Okay. And then the second tip, um, if you don't get anything else, is always make more than the minimum monthly payment. Because mm. again, that interest is always going to be taken off the top and the interest will always be the majority of whatever that monthly payment is. So whenever you send in more mm-hmm. or you send in extra payments, you're getting to reduce that principal, which is your ultimate goal, which will bring you out of debt sooner okay. than just that minimum monthly 
hopefully you feel a, a little bit better about financial aid. Maybe you're a little bit more in tune to what it's going to be and you have some new resources. So I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. And I'm Alex Avellino. We'll talk to you guys soon.